Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Thursday, February 16th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And today we've got a bunch of random news uh, and some, some surprising news, I guess, to talk up, talk about. Uh, first up, it uh, kind of escalated quickly last night, but uh, Warner Brothers was said to... Uh, Deadline had an article sort of off the cuff saying Warner Brothers had talked to Mel Gibson about Suicide Squad 2. And then uh, not long after, Hollywood Reporter and Variety came out with articles saying that um, they have talked with him and others. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter article mentioned Daniel Espinoza, who has done Safe House. And um, the Variety article mentioned those two as well as Ruben Fleischer, who's best known for Zombieland. And Jonathan Levine, who's best known for Warm Bodies, um, Justin Kroll later added on Twitter, who wrote for the Variety article, said, you know, if Mel wants it, it's his. And he's interested in the cast. And, you know, because he's had some comments about comic book movies in the past, but he's really interested in the cast. Uh, and one thing I thought was interesting that Will Smith and, and Gibson wanted to do The Accountant years ago before um, Ben Affleck was attached to it. So a lot going on here. What do you think of this, Zach? Yeah, uh, I think if you had given me like five years to just make lists of directors that I thought Warner Brothers would go after to direct the sequel (laughs) to Suicide Squad, I don't know if I ever would have written down Mel Gibson. Yeah, I have Uh, to agree with you there. (laughs) That being said, um, if you've seen Apocalyptico, which is just an insane, insanely cool, um, well-directed kind of action movie with some sort of mystical notes in it that could be um, you could see in a superhero supervillain movie um if he could direct a suicide squad movie that looked like that that would be amazing um and so if and and if he and will smith have kind of like a relationship already or if they want to work on stuff together that's cool too because obviously will smith is going to be um you know one of the one if not um one of the ones leading that film and so um yeah like Justin Kroll said, if Mel wants it, it's his, and I'm okay with that, because I'd, I'd love to see what, um, I just like that they're bringing in a lot of different kind of directors that maybe you wouldn't ever think to have direct a superhero movie, um, and just hopefully giving them some creative freedom to do some weird, crazy stuff with it. Right. So he's definitely a controversial name, I think, um, uh, particularly, I don't know, 10 years ago or so he was. I'm not... I'm not researched enough on on all of that to know um, to comment really on that. I know he said some controversial things, um, but as a director, obviously his record speaks for uh, speaks for itself. It's leaps and bounds ahead of the other names mentioned here. Uh, he won, I think, best picture. Did he win best picture and best director for Braveheart back in '95? Um, and he's had he's done a handful of movies, all of which have been well received critically. His most recent one, Hacksaw Ridge, just came out in November, and he's been nominated for Best Director at the Academy Awards, and that movie has been nominated for Best Picture. Um, Obviously, he's got a pretty good track record when it comes to making movies, but yeah, this is really, uh, really surprising. Yeah, and uh, he did get Best Best Picture and Best Director for Braveheart. I just had to, I was curious, so I had to go Google that, but... Um, yeah, I mean, if they if they can bring on a talent like that 
for it's crazy like a suicide squad sequel like bringing in an oscar winning director to direct a sequel to a comic book movie just it kind of speaks to how far this genre has come in a pretty short amount of time that this is something within the realm of possibility i think it shows you the talent warner brothers is bringing in yeah um i know they lose ben affleck and then if they get matt reeves uh Mm -hmm. one of the hottest directors and then um a big name like mel gibson um it makes me wonder what type of where they're going to go with the suicide squad squad sequel because i would imagine if mel gibson's directing it it's going to be a much different film than the first one right a lot of people were projecting like a darker grittier r-rated film maybe that looks more in line with that that first san diego comic-con trailer Mm -hmm. from the original suicide squad more that tone and i think if mel gibson was doing it i'm i'm assuming it would feel that that way, whether it was PG-13 or R, he's only done sort of more the dramatic and um, gritty type of films. Mm. Uh, do you have any other like thoughts about the other names that got mentioned? I know like I've seen Zombieland and Part of Warm Bodies, and they're both just like comedy, horror, zombie movies. And um, so like you said, I'm hoping that Suicide Squad gets a little more grittier. Maybe obviously there's going to be some comedic notes to it, but maybe a little darker grittier and i don't know i don't Less know i like music I liked, yeah i liked zombie land a lot um but i'm not sure that's what i want for suicide squad not that that director is incapable of doing anything else obviously right actually yeah out of i'm not yeah i'm not very familiar with any of these names i'm i'm most familiar with zombie land although i don't know if he's done anything done much since uh i really liked zombie land it it sort of fits with the tone of the first Suicide Squad movie, actually. Yeah, it it's sort of, you know, it's kind of dark and got some crazy action going on, but it's also a lot of fun. Jesse Eisenberg is great in that. Yeah. Um, I remember in particular. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know enough to comment on any of those people. He's also directed another movie with the word squad in it. He directed Gangster Squad in 2013. Well, that's, I mean, he's halfway there, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I don't think that I haven't seen that, but I don't think that was very well received. Um, so, and they're also the, you know, it's these articles all stress it's very early days. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just starting to meet with directors, and there's probably other names that they're meeting with or plan to meet with. So, you know, uh, it sounds like obviously if Mel Gibson wants it, it's his for the taking. But uh, if he doesn't, one of these other names could pop up, and a lot of people assume Gibson wouldn't be interested because. Uh, his comments in the past about comic book movies have not been, he's not been very fond of them. Uh, he, it, it got a lot of attention obviously because, uh, he said bad things about Batman v Superman, but I don't think he'd even seen the movie when he mentioned that. Cause he's just, he's really just sort of talking in general about how, um, he doesn't, you know, he wasn't a big fan of how he says real heroes don't wear, uh, spandex, which is, um, kind of true. <laughs> So uh, we, we forget that from from time to time, but uh, that doesn't mean he couldn't make a great comic book movie if he didn't want to. Yep. All right. So next up, uh, Teen Titans, the Judas Contract uh, is going to release physically on April 18th, 2017. Uh, they have the their trailer on their channel on YouTube. Uh, just kind of has that towards the end. Um, there, it's normally gonna, comes out earlier digital, like their animated movies, but it wasn't mentioned in the trailer when that was going to be. Um, so ho- hopefully, a couple weeks before that, I'd think. Yeah, no, well, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on 
whether I want it to come. I'd kind of like it if they all came out on the same day. Yeah. Uh, but traditionally, that's what they've done is two weeks earlier. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's good to see. Well, man, we're only a couple months away now. So that's exciting. Nice to have a, a date with it officially. Yeah. So the Flash was off this week, but the CW did drop an extended trailer for next week's episode, Attack on Gorilla City. And they're really marketing this as a two-week event, Gorilla City, with the Flash and his team going to Gorilla City to see Grodd and company. What did you think of this trailer? Yeah, it's it looks like a lot of fun. Um, everybody kind of, there's a whole lot of people going through together uh, to yeah. the plant the planet of the apes as um, julian calls it but uh yeah it looks it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to get to see um get to see harry wait earth 2 what's his name? it's now it's getting there's HR. too many of them hr there's too many yeah. to keep track of all of them I know. <laughs> they need to have cowboy harrison yes. wells show up too so uh yeah it looks really interesting i'm curious to see how they how they do it they've been wanting to show more of god and we've seen glimpses of him in the past, but there's going to be two episodes set on that world, so I'm curious how it works. I also thought it was funny that Tom Felton's character was the one mentioning Planet of the Apes because uh, I just watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes, where he plays, he's has an important role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, of course, you know they've had him mention the Philosopher's Stone before, and now Planet <laughs> of the Apes, so might as well. Any other movie he's in, they'll be mentioning in the future, I'm sure. Yeah. And he mentions Indiana Jones, so maybe he's trying to get himself cast in that fifth movie there. Oh, there you go. (laughs) All right. uh, Our last little piece of news is The Button, which, if you remember, is the Flash Batman uh, comic crossover that is coming. Um, There's some news coming on Twitter. Tom King um, said that the plot is going to be by Jeff Johns. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, obviously, he wrote the Rebirth one-shot and now... Obviously, it makes sense that he would continue uh, with the ideas behind that story. The The scripts are going to be written by their their current writers. So Tom King for Batman and Josh Williamson for The Flash. Um, very excited to see how that continues. We might cover it on here a little bit, um, but arrives in April with issues. It's issues 21 and 22 of Batman and The Flash. So that's going to be the crossover there. Yeah, that's that looks pretty exciting. I'm glad that. I don't know. I love these crossover things. Yeah, I'm glad they're finally going to pick up with the the Watchmen storyline. Looks like it'll really start to move things forward. All right, well, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.